Information is beautiful, and that's part of what keeps me singing with grace. And it's all here on the Rhyme and Reason podcast, episode 183. Hey there, Tony here. Welcome to the, uh, what is this called? Oh yeah, the Rhyme and Reason podcast. And this is episode 183. And I'm so thankful and grateful that you're there uh, joining me today and taking time out of your day to let me come into your ears and in your head, so to speak. Um, and I've got some great information for you. In fact, I, I think this information is beautiful. And that's why I said information is beautiful. And when you get right down to it, it is. I mean, let me tell you what I'm talking about. When you uh, dig deep into the building blocks of human existence, you find, and you may have heard of this, DNA. And that doesn't stand for do not ask, by the way. It's actually the abbreviation for, here we go, big word, deoxyribonucleic acid. Whoa. But of course, that's a fancy schmancy name for genetic information. And even Wikipedia will tell you that. But what Wikipedia won't generally tell you, at least not without a struggle, is where it all comes from. Genetic information is it's beautiful because it's complex and it's vast. Huge. I, I won't even get into some of the numbers. Well, maybe I will. But anyway, um, anyway, the vast amounts of information uh, point to, in fact, require a vast intelligence. Yeah, and... When I wrote that, I uh, emphasized require with all capital letters. It's because it does. After all, whatever, well, translate that to who ever, created the vast amount of complex information by necessity must be even more complex and vast. I mean, come on, you can see that, right? Seems basic. But anyway, let me get to the beautiful part. You know, your information is beautiful because it's uniquely yours. Information inside your cells, it uh, determined whether you'd have brown or blue or green eyes and whether you'd have black or brown or blonde hair and, yep, whether you'd even be a boy or a girl. Nothing else, by the way. Those are the only two choices. Uh, when you discover how complex that information is and when you allow yourself to consider that it it couldn't have happened by accident, you begin to ponder the wonder of a living, loving Creator God who loves you enough to make only one of you. Wow. I mean, think about that. And now think about the thoughts and the memories you have. They're just floating around in your mind right now. Think about them. Just take a second for, you know, think about anything. Think. Those thoughts and memories have no physical parts. You ever think about that? In fact, you can't feel, smell, taste, hear, or see them. They didn't create themselves, did they? Your thoughts. They didn't create themselves. Information can't do that. It's too complex. I know I keep saying that, but it's because it's vitally important to understand. The information in the DNA of each of your cells... Each, each one, 
the information in there is basically equal to a library with 4,000 books in it. Now, to say that much data stored in the 37 trillion cells in your body happened by chance mutations is what I would say is absurd and silly in the highest order. Well, why would anybody prefer to believe in chance, circumstance, and mutations instead of a living, loving God who wants us to live forever? Think about the difference there. A God created you, and He wants you to be forever in paradise with Him. Or, yeah, this stuff just all happened by chance and circumstance and mutations, and it all created itself. Well, you know, chance and circumstance and mutations, they don't care whether you live or die. And so they certainly don't care if you live forever. So instead of fostering hope, like a belief in a creator, which makes sense, instead of fostering hope, the alternative just erases it. So I have a question. What will you do with this information that I've just shared with you? You just toss it aside, make fun of it, or maybe you could check out the scientific links that I've shared on uh, tonyfunderburk.com forward slash information is beautiful, or just look for the create uh, creation science uh, links. I have tons of links. I'm, I'm starting to build up quite a bit of links in this and just click on any of them and uh, just check it out and see if your belief system is at least challenged or maybe, maybe even changed. I, I hope that's what you do. I hope you'll check it out because I think you'll be glad you did. I, I'm confident you'd be glad you did if you really look at it with an open mind. You know, you hear the, you hear people who disregard God all the time and they're always talking about, well, you Christians don't have an open mind. And it's really quite the opposite. Um, we've had to, well, I know from personal experience, uh, growing up in a very conservative school in, or schools, I should say, in Texas, way back in, well, way back. <laughs> uh, I grew up in what would be, mm, I guess, staunchly conservative. In fact, it's that public school that I went to was way more than conservative than I would say pretty much any Christian school nowadays. But um, even there, we had to deal with evolution. You had to study evolution and, um, you know, the things that went with that. So, you know, I've learned those things. I've learned about them. But I've also spent a lot of time discovering the vast amounts of information. And as we get further into technology and uh, and microscopes let us look deeper into the cellular level. It's just even more so that I know there's a living, loving creator God who loves us enough to make us unique, unique individuals. And that keeps me singing with grace in my heart. And you know what? I'm supposed to. It's part of my job description. I'm not talking about the way I make a daily living. I'm I don't do that for a daily living now. But, uh, you know, while it's vitally important uh, to make your daily living, it doesn't compare to the job that I have working for the creator of heaven and earth. The Apostle Paul, who wrote the 
the most amazing um, books to those of us who were not born Jew. Let's put it that way. And uh, sometimes known as Gentiles. But he wrote in his letter to the Colossians, and that's considered one of the books in the New Testament. It's a letter. And he wrote this, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So I kind of look at Colossians, that, um, that verse, I kind of look at that as musicians, 316. You know, it's Colossians 316. I believe I have that right. But I look at it as musicians, 316, because it's, it's uh, talking so much about um, teaching and admonishing, and, you know, it's talking about psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. That's music. Now, don't misunderstand the concept. When I'm singing with grace... It doesn't mean I don't convey a strong and sometimes convicting message. In fact, quite the contrary. Notice that, that, uh, that passage where it says, admonishing one another. Well, did you know the dictionary defines admonish like this? Um, to warn or reprimand someone firmly. Okay, now let's take that definition a little bit further. To reprimand someone, according to the dictionary, means to rebuke especially an official one. And to rebuke, well, that means to express sharp disapproval or criticism of someone because of their behavior or actions. Wow, I'm supposed to do all that while I'm singing? (laughs) Yep. So, in other words, words and music shouldn't be just all about peace, love, and joy. Hmm... So, Tony, you're saying that singing with grace includes criticism? Well, yeah, in a word. (laughs) But that's a good thing. When you receive a critique on something you've written, you have an opportunity to review and improve your writing. And while it's true the critic might be wrong, and they often are, it's, it's still another set of possibly more objective eyes. And their perspective might give you a clearer view of what you transmitted and how it was received. So that's what I do when I'm singing with grace about the grace I've received from Jesus. I love to be creative. I love it. There's, there's no feeling in the world like it. But I also prefer to tell it like it is without pulling punches when necessary. For example, I've sung against evolution, um, well, more than once, but using criticizing words like this. This is um, from my song, Fast Forward. The the little uh, section says this. In awe of all creation and how it all could be, the fairy tale illusions increase with every year. The wrinkled plans expand exponentially until one day, perhaps, a duck becomes a deer. Yeah, right. And uh, I I even say that, yeah, right, in the song. (laughs) So that's part of the lyrics. Now, I've also sung against abortion with words like these. And this comes from um, We Win. It's a song called We Win. And it says, It should be so easy to just see we're not free as long as the innocent die. To say that it's legal, we spit on the eagle that stands for what we once held high. Now, see, that's not pulling any punches. That's not peace, love, and joy there. 
Well, then there's my song called um, You Just Don't Get It. And it's about trying to be your own king. And I have uh, a little stretch of words in there that says, um, Well, you idolize with your idle eyes. Your body wants what it wants, and you let it. You identify what you deify. You'll see the kingdom, but you just don't get it. That's kind of harsh. That's saying it like it is. There's going to be a lot of people who will see the kingdom. They will see that the kingdom of God is real, and they will not get to be there. That's a reality. So, hmm. Let me know, though. I'll ask you this. If you're a Christian and you know something that I don't know about this, if I'm not singing with grace, be sure and let me know, okay? I believe, according to how Paul described it, to even admonish one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, I believe that I am singing with grace. And uh, you can admonish me with your own psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs if you've got something. And uh, I'll be glad to feature it right here on the Rhyme and Reason podcast. Or you could simply drop me an email through the form uh, in the sidebar of TonyFunderburk.com and tell, you why, tell me why you don't agree with me, or even why you do. And, you know, the good news is you do that, and you'll still get some free songs and a free ebook for kids. But uh, before I get too deep into that, I wanted to share this song about grace And uh, I think in this song, I'm definitely singing with grace. This isn't one of my own, but see if I'm singing with grace, okay? Here it is.
Yeah, I love that song. I really do. And uh, that was fun recording that, trying to sing all those vocal parts and trying to sound like I was a choir or something in there. Um, it's just fun to do that. You know, give it your best shot and see how it comes out. That's That was my motto on that, and, and it's usually my motto anyway. Give it my best shot and see what I can do with the, the vocals that the good Lord gave me. And uh, that pretty much closes out the um, information section of the Rhyme and Reason podcast. I want to thank you again for being there and for sharing my rhymes and reasons with your friends and family. Uh, if you haven't done that, share it with them today. I think they'll at least enjoy the songs, right? <laughs> I hope so. You can stay connected with me by joining the Rhyme and Reason Club, like I mentioned, and you get free stuff when you do. You can also discover my ebooks on Amazon.com or Smashwords and, and even iTunes. And by the way, while you're on iTunes, and you, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, well, don't let another day pass. Get it sent right to you without having to go look for it, okay? You can do that on uh, iTunes or Google Play or player.fm or uh, Acast. Uh, I think there's a couple others, but um, anyway, and you can connect with me on the business, more business side of things that I do on LinkedIn. Circle me on Google+, follow me on Twitter, watch my videos on YouTube, and even find me on Facebook. And I have a couple other things that I'm, you know, social media things that I'm uh, attached to, but I don't always mention them. Uh, there's Instagram and Reverb Nation, but Anyway, there's plenty of ways. Just look for Tony Funderburg and you'll find me at TonyFunderburg.com. You'll definitely find me. And that does it for the Rhyme and Reason podcast, this episode 183 for this week. Until next time, may God bless you and keep you. There's a rhyme.